0: hey yo what's going on everyone this is lex james
1: and this is your boy mikey bravo
0: and you're listening to the wrestling
1: high and on this show we'll keep you up to date on all things wwe and aew whether it's good bad or just completely shit
0: we're also going to be hitting you with all the rumors and hot topics all throughout the world of pro wrestling. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore wrestling underscore high. Do it. Ooh, yeah.
1: All right, this is the podcast that doesn't lay down for anybody. I'm Mikey Bravo. I'm here with Lex James. And in the spirit of the show actually being good for the last two weeks, we're going
0: to start off with the quick Circus today. AEW Dynamite. For a second, I thought you were talking about our show. I'm like, fuck, I think we like to think we were doing a little no, better no, than last no, year. I'd rather listen
1: to us, even when we first started, than watch AEW. Oh, yeah. You know, when we had the fucking, we didn't have the mic set up perfectly <laughs> yet.
0: Fucking AirPods. Oof. <laughs> they were rough. But, like you said, AEW Dynamite, you know, so far into the new year, I'll, I'll say it, because I don't remember how it was, you know, ending 2022. I can't imagine it was great. Yeah,
1: all of 2022 was kind of shitty.
0: In the beginning, it was all right. It just, you know, once the whole CM Punk shit and the injuries started coming, you know, like, that's when it really started going. The thing that kind of pisses
1: me off about AEW is that they always get this good when WWE has got their problems going on. Like, the whole Vince thing and all of that, why can't you be this good year around?
0: Don't give me two
1: weeks and then I, I don't tune in next week.
0: I'll appreciate it just for the fact that, you know... With this whole Vince McMahon thing, and we're definitely not done talking about that. We'll we'll get into that a little later on. But you know, while WWE has like a cloud of uncertainty over it, you know, even though it's still pretty good, you know, for now, it it could change at the drop of a fucking dime. Yes, it can. So I do appreciate AEW Dynamite being a, a lot more watchable than it's been in. It really in a has. Long time. That's coming from me. So yeah, no <laughs> shit. You know, and we started off with two of your favorites. Yeah, my least favorites John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page And I gotta say, I watched this live And I was kind of blown away It's just
1: it The thing that, like, what pisses me off is that Moxley gives you a match like this Where everything looks real Looks stiff It matches his promos Where he's saying he's gonna whoop your ass And then in two weeks he'll go back to bleeding for no reason And throwing punches that I would throw at my son When he was two when we play fight Right why? Just be consistent. Because I'm not gonna lie. I wanna be. I wanna get behind Moxley.
0: This is a John Moxley I can get behind. Yes. Everything we saw in this match was stiff. Was hard hitting.
1: Was serious. It wasn't not, no bullshit. There was a little forward. bit no selling, but I'll, I'll get over that because it's different and he's actually working good.
0: And you know what? You know I, I know nothing's gonna make you a Hangman Adam Page fan, and I get it. Um, But I I, I was a little more impressed with Moxley than I was Hangman, just because, like, Hangman delivers really good matches. Yeah, Moxley doesn't normally give us this time. He'll give us, for every one of these, we'll get, you know, five more bullshit matches. Yeah.
1: You're right, though. I can never be a, a fan of Hangman. He's a great wrestler. I'll give him that. Just like I say... Ali's a great wrestler, but they're both, they're both in the same fucking boat rowing their way away from wrestling, in my mind.
0: The clotheslines these guys were delivering to each other all match because it was a clothesline that, you know, took Hangman Adam Page out of the match uh, a few months ago when Moxley was defending the title on Dynamite. That's what gave him the concussion. That's where this he whole knocked feud... Knocked the fuck out. Right. Yeah. That's where this whole feud came from. And Moxley even hit him with a clothesline, like pretty mm-hmm. much the same spot. And I, I guess this one must have been a little safer because it didn't knock Hangman Loopy... But it looked fucking great. Like, every one of the clotheslines, we saw... Because Hangman was delivering them, too. Now, this match was hard-hitting. Yeah. Was really, like, the, it's... The clothesline that Moxley... And I don't know if you noticed. That spot they had in the outside, where they were right by the railing. And Moxley goes to throw Hangman back into the ring. And then Hangman, he fucking pulled a John Moxley, where he swung his legs back outside, instead of getting into the ring, and hit him with a fucking clothesline. You remember Moxley used to do that shit all the time, and yeah. WWE is Dean mean, Ambrose. He used to do the fucking flip on the ropes and shit and hit you in uh, the clothesline The rebound, Larry. I used to hate that. Your favorite move. The first couple times, it was incredible, but it was every week. Yeah. Dude, some it,
1: moves you don't use all the time.
0: Yeah, and it made every opponent look like an idiot. Shit, I was about to give this match a rating. If this was a fucking high-low shot, I mean, I'd give this match a
1: high. You honestly. could.
0: You could. And, and again, Hangman Adam Page... You know, the big, uh, he he big boots Moxley off the apron, follows it with a moonsault on the outside, nearly goes over the fucking railing where the fans are. That's impressive, he almost into the crowd. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, say what you want, again, Hangman has the cleanest moonsault, I'll say, in North America, that I've seen. I could be wrong, it's probably someone better, but... Cause I think I think Osprey might have the best moon all around. Until the stinger
1: busts out of fucking moon off the balcony at paper. You know
0: <laughs> how high is this balcony gonna be for him to pull that off? Could you imagine? No, sting he'll be dead pulling a picture perfect at, at at 60
1: something years old. Hey, it's the
0: stinger. No, no, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. But you know what? Like I said, man, Hangman Adam Page. I no, he does.
1: You're right. He has the cleanest moon salt on this continent.
0: Yeah. And you know what? He's a teacher. And I know he doesn't take advice. So this way he could actually, you know, try to teach a bunch of people that don't like taking advice either on how to do a moonsault. Maybe correctly. that's
1: why he, he does the moonsault so good. He used to teach math. He probably has that shit mathematically fucking... Down in his head, I need to jump at this angle and flip at this velocity. And you know, do we know what type, like what? Subject? I think he, he taught, taught like it? algebra, or math. I think it was. I honestly don't know. I'm
0: like like legit questioning. I, I yeah.
1: remember reading that because he had put a tweet up when he. I, th- I think he did some shit with the the Bullet Club too, and he said when your math teacher is also part of the Bullet Club or something like that. So he is a math teacher. So yes. I, I, yeah, I think he again
0: his moonsault, picture perfect, nails Moxley and yeah again like he actually hits and connects with his opponent like you know even if he does get the full you know flip most of them don't even hit their opponent or come close to it yeah once again hangman beautiful moon salt uh we get back in the ring and no
1: butterflies do fly elegantly through the air it's true
0: um we get back in the ring And he teases a buckshot Lariat and he goes for it. And Moxley turns it into a paradigm shift, a beautiful counter, and gets the big near fall. But after that, they come back to, and I think Moxley, he blocks a clothesline from Hangman when Hangman just turns around and clotheslines him with the other arm and completely flattens him. Gets on the apron, hits a buckshot Lariat, gets the clean one, two, three. Do you imagine if he changed
1: the name to the Dick Shot Larry? He flips and kicks you in the dick and then clotheslines you. Or a
0: low blow. like That yeah. That would be even more impressive. Just flips right into a low blow. Whack! You would need pinpoint accuracy.
1: He would. He's a math teacher, though. He might, he might be able to calculate that accuracy. But, but this, this was a great match, honestly. A hell of a way to kick For off Dynamite. Little, there was a little nitpicks there, but that's just the wrestling fan in me that watches every single move they make.
0: But considering that... This wasn't your typical Moxley garbage. No, shit.
1: that's why I said it's great. This was a real upgrade for Moxley. And how
0: about the German suplexes Moxley was delivering yeah. to him in an uh, early going? Like, uh, the
1: match. dude showed that he can wrestle and give you a great match without bleeding. Keep doing it. And I like that they teased the heel turn. He gave the crowd the finger. Yeah, when
0: they were chanting cowboy shit.
1: Let him go away for a little while. Bring him back as a heel.
0: We just talked about this like five minutes ago. I, I agree. and I And here's With, the thing I thought. That. I thought Moxley was gonna go away after MJF beat him for the title. I think that's what it should have happened. That was the plan, I think. But then he, I, he's just—he's been carrying the company for months, dude. I don't know. It's it, to me, it's just—he, you know, obviously he 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 put vacation on hold to, you know, be there when Punk and the Elite couldn't be. It's like and you that said, was great. That
1: there's too much. There's a such thing as like too much Moxley.
0: And that's what I'm saying. Like this is a time to not. Drive him down our throats because you don't need to right now. You don't. You're really positioning don't. Danielson right now as their top face going forward that's going to feud with MJF in the near future. Let Moxley go away Not for Not to a mention, bit. you got Kenny
1: Omega and the Quiffs back for the crowd to fucking bust right. nuts. Right, and through. they're apparently
0: baby faces, so Yeah,
1: so let Moxley go away for a little bit. Have him come back on
0: a mean streak, just talking his shit heel-wise. Your idea and... I'm going to say it because we just spoke about it about like 10 minutes ago, but you said have him come back as a heel on a fucking, on a, on a fucking warpath and have like Eddie Kingston be the one that tries to fucking bring him back and be like, yo, you're a little different, and he turns on Eddie Kingston. Whack, knocks him the fuck up. That's a match that I think he could put another good match on with Kingston because even if they both fucking bleed, fuck it. They could eventually get to that if yeah. they don't get to it in the first three or four fucking matches because that's what they love doing. They love getting to the the match that should be the blow-off right away. I I would love to see AEW
1: take one of their top stars and actually do like a WWE-type trilogy where you have one match, a middle match, and the rubber match is the fucking cage or something. Don't just say, hey, these guys don't like each other, so for the first match, I'm going to throw them in a cage. Build to that.
0: The second match is a lights out match. And
1: then the third match is gonna be a fucking dog collar to get it. But an I would team, like actually. to see them have a trilogy with one of their top stars and lead up to the gimmick match in just the end.
0: imagine the promos between Eddie Kingston and Moxley. It it would be something that would resonate with everybody because there would be former friends, you know, at odds. Yeah, and they can both cut promos too. God forbid. Eddie you guys- Kingston is the face in that would be great. It would be a way to bring him back on the TV. Out of irrelevancy, where Chris Jericho fucking left him, yeah, where he, he leaves all his victims. Jericho
1: left him in Japan because he's only been
0: wrestling Japan, Japanese guys. Well, apparently, um, Eddie Kingston is fighting who in Japan? Um, not in Japan, but for uh, New Japan, dude. Um, he's fighting somebody in uh, Battle in the Valley the same Jay night. Jay White. I it guess, is Jay White, yeah, right?
1: Him and Jay White, I think.
0: I'm, we're going to have to give him yeah, one Yeah, I want to see that because well. Jay White's another guy that's like, yo, he's really fucking good, dude. Well, speaking of Jay White, not to uh, veer off topic, but apparently his deal is coming up with New Japan, and he's looking to come to America. So Hopefully uh, not AEW. Though. Well, here it is. WWE, I think, is interested in bringing Jay White in. Why wouldn't they? He's perfect for that. See, but again, not to veer off topic. Vince, Vince McMahon. The big we'll fucking that. 80-year-old <laughs> cloud that is Vince McMahon surrounds this. It's a cloud
1: full of rain.
0: Yeah, and it, it, he surrounds all of this shit. So it's like, you know what? If this was a few weeks ago, I would be like, yeah, I, I, I think that would be a great idea. And that would probably happen. It's, I think that would be a yeah, real thing. Because Triple H would now know what to do know. with Jay White. Yeah. He now, really would. Now I don't know. So I, I can't even get excited about that. And the thing is, AEW would make sense because he's already been on their TV.
1: Yeah, I, so, just, I
0: don't trust them with him. I'm not saying it's going to be better or it's going to be worth it. I'm just saying, we realistically. We'll
1: get a little more into that when we bring up the Vince thing. Right. I got some shit on that. But,
0: but... yeah, um, so yeah, we, we might have to high and low this uh, Battle in the Valley because that's also the former Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet against the Is that Kyrie. where she's going to fight Kyrie Sane? I believe so. And I think there's, um, I, there's another match that I'm forgetting. I
1: hope Kyrie Sane slaps her fucking tits off her chest.
0: Wow. Yeah, I'd, I'd like rather. Is, I'd rather not. Like I like her tits. Yeah, she can slap them in my lap. <laughs> oh, so my. what was
1: the next? Na- oh, Adam Cole's big return.
0: Adam Cole is back, and this is a um. You know, I I know you and I have kind of shit piled on him all that. Last- we we've really took shit on. Yeah. Okay, As if her <laughs> first name was Knuuske. Um, but Adam Cole's back, and I'm glad to see it, just because it had been since what June. I'm glad to see it because of the reports that were saying that he had a head
1: injury that might keep him out of wrestling forever. That, regardless of how much I dislike or like you, I don't want to see your career end yeah, because of
0: I, an injury. I, I want to yeah. say Adam Cole's like around our age. Yeah, now, I'm not that kind of 80s. person.
1: Yeah, if, even if I can't fucking stand you, I don't want to see you get hurt. He came out to a huge pop, and I read that no one knew he was coming. Yeah. Not, not even that jerk off with the mask.
0: Knew that he was and you know what? Out. I can get that vibe, too. It, it felt like a legit surprise yeah, when it came he, out. He, he got a huge pop. I just hope he worked out a little bit in his time off, because Adam Cole is a great wrestler, dude. He can cut a hell of a promo. Here's what I'm excited about. Well, let's get to the promo first. So, he, you know, he basically talks about how, you know, there were nights where he would basically be up at, what, like 3 in the morning or something. Like, his head was killing him. He, he couldn't really fall asleep. Yeah, concussions and no joke. He, he had no idea what was going on with his life and everything, and that's scary. It was a very real possibility. I mean, we've seen with Danielson, it, you know, concussions took what? Three or four years out of his career. Concussions are bad. Dude. You don't want to play what you bring. And Brian was in the middle of his prime, in the prime of his career. Yeah, thank God he was able to come back. Too. You know, and Adam Cole now, thankfully he's, I guess he's, you know, cleared to go because he says, I got some good news and some bad news. The bad news is for everybody in that locker room because Adam Cole, baby, is cleared to wrestle. I like how he played the
1: crowd, too. He was just like, I got some bad news. And they were like, oh, and then he was like, but it ain't for me. And then they went wild. And he knows what he's doing. Yeah. If he bulks up a little bit, not even bulk up, just get cut, dude. Just get built like Jay White.
0: Right. If they you, have a b- very if you similar... get a Jay
1: White build, I'm fully behind you.
0: Very similar uh, body. Because Adam Cole
1: free. can wrestle. He can talk. He knows what he's doing.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. And you know what? I'm also excited because I, I would like to assume... This is gonna get him away from the Bucks and Kenny Omega. I would love to see him and Kenny Omega down the line. I'm not saying I, I have wouldn't Kenny see that.
1: Omega and Adam Cole
0: but and Adam. let him do his own thing. My, I have an idea. Because to me, if he's coming back from a concussion injury where you know his career was on the line, bring him back as a babyface. Another reason to give Moxley a break. Now Especially you gotta have that back. pop, dude. They can't make him a heel, right? So make him a babyface. You don't have Kyle O'Reilly because apparently he's still hurt. Bobby Fish isn't even in AEW, so you're rid of that shit.
1: You know, and what you I mean? got Kenny Omega to, you know, he he's gonna help lessen the slack of Moxley. Now you got Adam Cole. You don't need Moxley as a face. You got these two guys. Right, build Adam
0: Cole as a face. Now. And my idea for Adam Cole, he could be MJF's next opponent for the title they after he's a done crazy with Bryan. Match. So as far as promos go, and and someone that MJF would fucking absolutely roast on the mic, but Adam Cole could more than hang with him. He can. So, and and you mean to tell me the AEW fan base ain't going to rally behind Adam Cole over someone like fucking MJF? The
1: virgins are going to cream their pants every near fall. More so than Brian, I'll tell you that. Yeah, because you've seen, even with what we'll talk about next, Mm -hmm. When they mention Brian, not a lot of the crowd's not too high, and it's not his fault because Brian Danielson's great. It's just that crowd is not. I guess he You think they just still see like him like as a WWE guy. He didn't come in bad mouth from WWE, so he doesn't get the full stamp of approval.
0: I don't want to be petty and believe that, but it's hard not. To. It's, it's really hard
1: not to. But Adam Cole being back is a big deal. Don't fuck it up.
0: Yeah, I like it, and I and I feel like this is you know a good time to start you know positioning him as a top face. Maybe keep him away from Kenny Omega and the Bucks since he doesn't Definitely have two guys to. Yeah, well, he doesn't have two guys to go up against him with. He Doesn't. So for that for that matter, let's build him up. Let's get him some wins. Build him up as the next opponent for MJF after Revolution, because MJF should not lose to Brian as much as I love Brian, but MJF should not be losing the title anytime yeah. soon. I gotta say, Lex James, I'm kind of disgusted in myself.
1: I'm a little more interested in the AEW part of the show than I usually am. Uh-huh. But, I mean, that's what happens when you put good shit on.
0: It's a good thing. It is. I don't want AEW to suck. I never
1: wanted it to be bad. But some of the shit they do is just like, man, you're fucking up my hopes. Like, more the more wrestling on American TV, the better. more good. More but when good you're doing wrestling. this stupid shit and you got guys fucking twirling pizza dough in the ring, it's like, yeah, you're wasting my time.
0: Yeah.
1: WWE does their stupid shit, but they let you know we're going to give you stupid shit. They say, oh, we're, we're not doing that. But here's a guy twirling pizza who's built like the fucking stick you take the pizza out of the oven with. <laughs> Stuff like this, these last two episodes, this episode here, I would watch every week. I'd make it a point to take time out of my night to rewind my TV and watch
0: it. It's got me going out of my way to watch. Exactly. That's so... how you get good wrestling.
1: Listen up, little Quiff Boy, Tony Khan. Yeah. Shit,
0: hopefully this gets out to somebody. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he's probably riding the high of the Jacksonville Jaguars' upset victory over the Chargers, which I can't blame him. Until um, next week when the Chiefs run Kansas record. City just fucking squashes him. But yeah, Adam Cole's back. And then, yeah, we get... We get Kanusuke Takeshita, or... is Takeshita! Mike likes to call him. Takes <laughs> he ain't the only one that likes to call him that. No. <laughs> so yeah, he comes out to the ring. He's ready for his match with Danielson. And we all know that Danielson has to win every match. I think up until February 8th. I think that's the date. He has to win every match up until then in order to become... Again,
1: that, that, that's getting a little old, but it's
0: Danielson and MJF. Song. So, all right. I thought about that. And it's a little... Uh, it's not too much different, but I'll forgive it because we're getting Danielson back on a weekly basis in singles matches. Which we haven't that. had yeah, in a year.
1: That. He needed that,
0: so we're getting him away from the BCC if that's even the thing anymore. Because I think Moxley's still affiliated with um, Claudio and and Wheeler, but I just like break it up.
1: nobody cares about it. Anymore. I just
0: I want Brian away from that. If they want all three of those guys, fine, but get Brian away. Brian from Brian needs that. to.
1: They they already killed his what I thought was going to be his greatest heel run in his whole career, WWE included. They already killed it with that BBC or BCC, whatever that shit is. Right, right. Get them out of there completely.
0: Yeah, so that's why I'm not complaining too much. That's why it's like, yeah, I get it. Everybody who wants to go at MJF has to beat X amount of guys before they do it. But it's Danielson. He's doing what he does best, and he's making guys look good. It's not like these matches suck, and it's not. And they're, you know, I, I feel like these are gonna be probably the best match every fucking week going forward. So I, I could live with that. Well, if it's Danielson, it's probably most likely gonna be right. <laughs> so and this guy, hey, again, goofy fucking name, take shit up. He's built like
1: a fucking brick house, like me though. He's fucking huge. He's like a lot he's of brick shit house. He's a people. big fucking dude, bro.
0: I, yeah, I mean, granted, I know Danielson's not the biggest guy. Down he's down there five, a eight. Lot of me. I'm. I'm not right? He's a big dude. Yeah, he's
1: fucking huge. He he reminds me. Of like Randy Orton build because of how big he is, but I think he's more like he's like wider than Orton is. He's, he's a big fucking guy.
0: Really quick on his feet, too. I've, I've never noticed. Twenty-seven how big years he was. old. Twenty-seven. His
1: fucking shit eyes must be fucking big too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so before Brian can even come out, MJF comes out and he's got a mic in his hand and they're in LA. So right off the bat, he goes right up. To take, uh, I don't know what to call him. He was going to (laughs) call him Takeshita. (laughs) Takeshita. Walks right up to him and says, Konnichiwa, right to his face. And he says, you know, I hear you're a really good wrestler. Everybody says that. I got to be honest. I haven't seen a lick of any of your work because I fast forward through the best. I fast forward through all the bullshit and get to the best part, which is me. And he's not alone in that. He's not. MJF is fucking great, bro. But not lately. He's not the only thing to watch in the last couple weeks. So just want to put that again. But he says, oh, uh, so what's your name? Take a shit
1: off?
0: Sure is. Take a shit off. So then... <laughs> so, yeah, he says something in, uh, in Japanese... And it's funny because it got a huge pop out they of the crowd. They don't even know what the
1: fuck he's saying. The dude's just spitting off Japanese, and they're like, yeah. He could be saying, fuck all the idiots in this crowd right now. They're dumb. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Keep going. Like, okay, whatever. We
0: agree. <laughs> so then MJF said, yeah, uh, we speak American here, bud. And uh, put the mic to his face again, and then Kanusuke told him to kiss his ass, which would have been funny if you would have just said to wipe his ass <laughs> if she takes shit out." To- <laughs> After I take shit off. <laughs> but what was funny about this is that MJF he sells it and all that and it gets a big pop out of the crowd and MJF tells him to leave the ring. He tells Aubrey Edwards to get him out of the ring or he'll get fined. As if MJF could throw fines out there. <laughs> and he gets out. And, I th- and he does. He actually gets out. And I think it was Tony Shavani. I think Shavani was on. Um, was on commentary for dispatch he's like he can't find anybody <laughs> <laughs> but MJF you know he starts cutting a promo on Brian and he says everybody says I'm scared of Brian or I'm scared to go an hour or people are afraid that I can't last an hour he's like for anybody who thinks that I can't last an hour ask your mom ask your sister and your girlfriend if I can last an hour <laughs> and he does even the Rick Rude hip shake with the title it, on MJF is just great he hits from top
1: everything My mic work in ring work you can tell he watched wrestling by the little shit like that. Like, you, you you, know this guy watched Rick Rude with the little move he did and the Ask Your Mother and Your Sister. That, that's clearly a Shawn Michaels thing. Yeah. He did that on fucking TV
0: once. And then he spots, uh, what is it, Ken Jeong? Mr. Mr. Chow, Mr. Chow from, from, from The hangover. hangover. And he hey, spots hey. him in the crowd and he starts roasting him, telling him, you know, telling everybody to watch his show. And then he forgot that it was canceled. And then he shifts his attention. Said, "Speaking of getting canceled, is someone who should be Freddie Prince Jr., who those who might not know, he used to actually write for he WWE. Was the guy that got Jeff Hardy the fucking title. Yeah, in the late 2000s. Yeah. So Even I know he was like,
1: eventually wrong, but at the time he was right because at that point, when he booked Hardy to win the title, Hardy was selling just as much as Cena was. And, and that yeah, that was the point he was so trying it made to made Sense." But in the long run, Triple H ended up being right because Hardy never learned his lesson as, you know, the, the boozer. Yeah. But a quick side note on Freddie Prince before we get back to MJF. He's actually lining up a couple of acting gigs to make money to fund his own wrestling promotion.
0: He keeps talking about him, like a wrestling promotion. Which
1: I hope doesn't fold because Freddie Prince can write some good stuff. He's a wrestling fan, and I'd like to see what he could do.
0: I would definitely give it a shot. I would. You Just know? because it's more wrestling, you know? He has that experience in WWE, and he, I remember him saying shit about how people like John Cena and Triple H would give yeah, him a hard John
1: time. Yeah, John Cena like walked in the room and told him to go fuck himself once like when, for something he wrote. <laughs> Imagine John <laughs> Cena
0: telling somebody to go fuck themselves. Wow. But MJF gets on him, too. Well, I think him and MJF are real life friends. I, I do remember hearing um, Freddie Prince talking about, you know, like getting dinner with him, you know, outside of this. Not, you know, when this happened, but like in the past. And he was saying how MJF, like the guy you see on TV, is exactly how he is in real life. I did believe it. He was saying how um, they're at a restaurant and I think some girls were trying to like, you know, hit on him and like try to pick him up. And he knew exactly what they were trying to do. And he was saying now, I think he was saying how like they were trying to get him... To buy them dinner, so m j f being who he is instead bought everybody in the restaurant dinner but them Psst, fucking heel work <laughs> the heel work isn't that great though it is I love it <laughs> yes I would have done something like that too so He shifts his attention to Freddie Prince Jr. And um, he says, you might remember Freddie Prince Jr. from She's All That. I know I don't because I was born in 1996
1: and I'm not a dinosaur. Damn, I was watching the Yankees win the World Series in 96. I was was just born.
0: I was watching Shawn Michaels come from the rafters, beat Bret Hart for the WWE title in 96. Yeah, that was 96. So,
1: it's good to know. WrestleMania 12, Eight years older
0: than him. I'm not a dinosaur though. But anyway, he says, you probably don't know that movie because you're not a dinosaur. And what is the line he used? He says, "You probably know Freddie Prince Jr. from being uh, a co-star in a movie that had a talking CGI dog." I think he calls him a Scooby Dooby douchebag. Scooby
1: Dooby douchebag.
0: That got me <laughs> to fucking tackle when I heard that. So after all that, you know, after roasting the couple stars that are sitting around ringside, um, he he's about to deliver his "I'm better than you" and you know it. And Danielson's music hits, and this is just it's it's. Not just the mic work. It's not just you know the, the presentation, body language, the mannerisms. It's not just that. The way Danielson he runs. comes out and runs at you know charges the ring and MJF, like a classic chicken shit heel, runs for his fucking life up the ramp, and it's just how it's he just does the way it. he fucking runs
1: looks like he's running to take shit. <laughs> He just had to throw that one in. No, because the way he's running is like his arms and legs are flailing really wide. Like he got his cheeks
0: clenched, and he's like, "Oh!" He he was hauling some serious ass <laughs> when Brian came down. I don't think ring. he really runs like that. I think he would just be an extra. <laughs> it was definitely a little comedic. It was fucking hilarious, but it worked. It worked, you know. And it just makes you hate him that much more because he runs like a chicken shit. Yeah, he's doing great. Like, if he wants to really jump
1: ship in twenty twenty four. He's doing the best he can to get them to notice him right now. What, if do, they you think,
0: already. what do you think he thinks of all this going on with WWE? You
1: think? He's, well, I mean, he already put a tweet out saying, just for the record, I love Disney and this and that. No, and all Cassie the people that Fox. were listening See, to buy.
0: And yeah, but that could also be him just being, you know, a character and him being him and just playing along with it. Because he knows people are, you know, knowing I, that he's I think, paying attention.
1: I think, and again, we'll touch on this once we're done with the AEW mm-hmm. part. I think everybody that's thinking about going to WWE or thought about it once Vince left, right now they're just watching from the corner to see what happens. Yeah. Once once that report comes out that Vince McMahon is part of creative again, God forbid, that's me knocking on a wooden table. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then you're going to see people say, okay, fuck this. But if he does stick to what's going on now and doesn't come back to creative and Triple H is still running stuff, which I I want that. Yeah, well, then... (laughs) I don't know about I think more guys will start showing their true intentions as to what they're
0: doing. But again, MJF has also been a guy that has made it very clear that he is going to go where the money is. Yeah. So that might not matter. And the thing is, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm hoping Saudi Arabia doesn't buy WWE. For that. But I, I don't know. I mean. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Either way, MJF is going to go where the money is.
1: Yeah. I- I'll say what I was just going to say for the whole go ahead. No, when
0: we get into the, okay, the okay. WWE sale and shit. So but, yeah, we were about to. Um, yeah, we still got to talk about this Danielson that, that, and take shit match. Yeah, and the ladder match too. The ladder match we'll touch on briefly, but the take shit on Brian match. All right, yeah, I'm gonna call him by his real name. Not joke anymore. This guy could fucking. He up. can wrestle. He can fucking. He I see
1: what he has. He has something. The dude in the ring is stellar, for a guy that is. I didn't realize how big he was. The way he moves. And and again,
0: Danielson's what? Like, they say he's 5'10", but let's be real. He's he's like 5'8". Okay, so he probably makes him look a little bigger, but fuck that. He looked big next to MJF, who, granted, is not also that tall either. than Danielson, but but still, it's how much bigger he looks. Yeah. He's pretty
1: wide, too. Yeah, he's not a small, small guy. He He kind
0: of reminds me, like, as far as, like, his, his... His... Body frame, or whatever, and how he's built, kind of like Drew McIntyre, but a little shorter, maybe a yeah, little st- not, not as not
1: as muscular,
0: not but, as bulky. But obviously, I can but, see what you're you saying. You know what I mean? By, like, like the height and, and, and like the the broad shoulders and shit. Yeah, yeah. McIntyre yeah. is
1: just fucking yoked.
0: Right, right. He's not that big, but you, I think you get what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, man, we get some really cool fucking action in this match and it all makes sense. It's not just, you know, things that it's not just moves that look amazing, but you know, are not sold nearly as much as they should be. This is a Danielson match. He, everything he does makes sense in this thing. Yeah. The the one thing that kind of threw me off again, like the only things that were wrong with this match might have not been their fault. Right. The first thing was fucking, what's his stupid fucking name? Excalibur. Tries to go into commercial break about he 20, 30 seconds is, too early.
1: Man, so he looks like somebody went and bought a mini fucking lucha mask and just put it over a dick. <laughs> There's Excalibur. He goes to picture in picture. Sounds like triple Excalibur. And does it. It's not supposed to. He goes, we're going to picture in picture. Oh, wait. No, we're not. You fucking jerk off.
0: And then 20 seconds later says the exact Says it same. again. <laughs>
1: You idiot. You shouldn't be commentating wrestling. You should be calling people's names for graduation in some high school. You might fuck that up too.
0: It's little shit like that. It's just, oh uh, it, 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 if this match wasn't so good and if it wasn't Danielson in the match, it probably takes me right out. Yeah. The one thing that just
1: bothered me about this match was A, like, he delivers a fucking stellar blue thunder bomb that looks like it was going to be like end of days, like Baron Corbin right, does, that right. turns it into the blue thunder bomb. Oh,
0: you're thinking deep six. Is that you're what it is? End of six. days
1: is the forward and back. The right. deep six is when he does the spins. Okay. Yeah, that's the setup. That looked dope. I feel like they should have did that a little later in the match Then It would have been a little like more believable in. like as, yeah. a, as a near fall, right? But dope, dope fucking move. Yeah. What pissed me off more than that, though, was the finish was... He tries to hit Danielson with his own knee. Danielson ducks it, gets shot out of a cannon, knees him so hard he fucking flips and sells it beautifully, but kicks out.
0: Yeah, that should have been end of that's story. That's the end right there. Should have been end of story. He wouldn't the have been The the crowd gave it, all right, how, you know, to catch the looked, how he sold it. And on top of that, that's how you should beat another babyface. It's babyface
1: versus babyface. face. Right. The Danielson stomping shit I feel like was a heel thing.
0: Yeah, or you should do that to a heel. And then you put him in the regal stretch, and he's already knocked he's the fuck knocked out. I
1: think that finishing on the knee would have been... That's it. That badge would have been perfect. And not to mention,
0: you save that kick out for MJF at yeah. Revolution. Only, like MJF should kick out of that right. fucking thing. Right. Nothing against the cashier, but... <laughs> He needs to be built up a little more before he starts kicking out of finishes like that. This, yeah, there's more Whoever's just, idea that was. There's like, more than hmm. just
1: being great in the ring to be, to be a star in wrestling. You have to build this guy first. Not to mention, it just looks so good. It looked like that it should be did. the end of the match. Bro, he was shot out of a cannon, that knee
0: hit. <laughs> Bow. And the way he sold it with the flip and shit. was yeah. like, yo, that's the pin right and there. And we saw some other really cool spots in this match. Like the fucking, like when we came back from commercial break and we saw Takeshita clothesline him off the top rope, from the top rope. That was, that looked gnarly. Yeah, it did. Um, The uh, the one part where Danielson, I think he was trying to turn, um, he was trying to counter Takeshita into like a victory roll. And then to caught him sat down, or I think he sat on his knees or whatever, and Danielson landed on the back of his head. It's hand. like a
1: fucking a forward pile driver, but with his legs bent and you just right. dropped it. Right,
0: and then he turned it into a
1: wheelbarrow German, German suplex, suplex with the bridge
0: the and got the two count. Yeah,
1: this match was nuts.
0: Yeah, I- I'm uh, I'm very impressed with Takeshita, and I definitely... um I definitely see why they keep bringing him back. Right. He might just be good enough to overcome such a goofy last name.
1: His name might work for him. I think I think Take Shitta is fucking hilarious. Hey, <laughs> He's not going to be taken serious. The, the He's the just going to be taking Shitta. But, but then again, imagine him. getting your ass beat by a guy who's constantly Take Shitta.
0: I love what MJF <laughs> said in the beginning of the... Uh, I forgot to mention. He's like, yeah, your name is Take Shitta. Well, try not to take one in your pants tonight. I need you to win this match. <laughs> <laughs> MJF is...
1: He's already a star, bro.
0: As young as yeah. he is, he's already a star. But Brian won this match, so that means he's, you know, still in line to be the number one contender. I think um, this coming week, he's supposed to face Bandito in his match. That I might think be good too. Yeah, he came from, yeah, he he came from Ring of Bandido, but I
1: think he that, that's going to be a good one.
0: So I, I'm looking, and this is again the whole. It's tired that you know you have to win X amount of matches to get to MJF. But it, r- I mean, if Danielson. you give some dope opponents like fucking take Shita and Bandito, then okay, right? I'll watch. I mean, before, it was, you know, he was picking one member of the Dark yeah, Order Yeah, that apart. was cool to see him beat the shit out of them. But it's That like was he, fun.
1: He, he, he's better than fighting jobbers on a weekly basis, yeah. you know what I'm saying? even if
0: he's squashing them. Yeah. You know, so this, I, I, I'm all for it. I, I'm, you know... I'm definitely. Uh, I don't have to keep an open mind of this because I'll. I'll watch just for this. Yeah, it's MJF because, and Brian Danielson. Exactly, two
1: two of the best guys they have. We're
0: gonna get Mike work out of MJF. We're gonna get Danielson kicking faces. Not in. for nothing. We'll get, we're gonna get Mike work out
1: of Danielson too because he right. can work a mic. People don't realize that face or heel. Danielson can work a mic.
0: Yeah, let him do it. And he's allowed
1: to be a little more edgy. Exactly. So he doesn't have to be baby face vegan. Danielson. He can be. And he was actually good I, at that. I have I have a, a stake every once in a while. It's Davis.
0: one thing I always gave Daniel some credit for, like even when he had to be that baby face in WWE, he never came off corny. No,
1: he didn't. And and he wasn't one of them guys that cried about his spot. He did what he had to do and said, "I'm going to make it where I want to go because they're going to I'm going to make it so they can't fucking ignore me." Yeah. And the fans saw it and then they had no choice but to see it in the a back. A guy
0: like that, like how do you not respect Brian Danielson? Like no. he literally never complained. There's a neckies
1: in the crowd that don't. Yeah,
0: well, neckies. That's that's I got to put that as word of the day. Neckies. I know neck beard has been a word of the day in the past, but neckies is just. Neckies. I feel like that's more insulting. That's a good or abbreviation. A fucking neckie. <laughs> it sounds so like. It, it, it sounds sounds a little
1: raunchy. he's fucking necky over here, but at the same time, it's like. It has a better ring than saying neck beard, you know?
0: Yeah, it sounds so offensive, too. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's more offending to them fucking... We're just going to have to start being, like, clear as to what we mean by that. Yeah. Neck the beard. neckies are the, you know, the wrestling fans
1: in AEW that think they know wrestling. neck beards. Yeah. Or it's just any. It doesn't even have to be AEW. It could be GCW. It could be anything. Anybody who watches this fucking indie bullshit where they bastardize and overdo shit that great legends have put out there for us is... you considered a neckie.
0: Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Because it's not just AEW. It's just AEW has the bigger platform to show it. But to cap off Dynamite, we had the seventh of the best of seven between the Elite and the Death Triangle. And this is going to be a ladder match. And I got to be honest, this is the only match I've seen at the seven. Because if you've seen one of the other six, you've seen them all. But in a ladder match, their high spots and all that shit, it works in a ladder match.
1: Yeah, all, all of that goofy flipping and shit that Ray Phoenix and, him and Penta do, and even uh, Neville Pack. a little bit, whatever his name is now, the bastard. He's good. He can wrestle, but he also does the flips too. It works yeah. in a ladder match.
0: In this type of match, I, I kind of like, I can accept it, and I can, you know, actually, like, all right, there's six guys in a ladder match. Can you tell a good story? In a ladder match, without having to do crazy shit off the top of a ladder, absolutely Hell watch yeah. Rock and Triple H. Hell yeah! At SummerSlam, that that's probably my favorite ladder match, and they don't do one thing off the top of a ladder. Even even Shawn and Razor with the they didn't do much off the top of the they ladder. did a couple, but
1: like but it Shawn wasn't Michaels, nothing yeah. ridiculous. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But very Shawn basic Michaels stuff. Was com- known for that at that time, the the high very vine. basic shit compared yeah, to what no, we see no now. No fucking. Triple back flips into a 360 and my balls landed on the floor type shit. None of that. Wow. That's what would happen to me if I tried that. Fucking
0: mess. Land balls first. Imagine. Oh. In this environment, their style of, you know, trios matches and acrobats and all that shit, no selling, it works. And actually, you saw more selling in this match than you should. Yes. Than you see in most of your matches. And you know what? I'll give Kenny Omega a lot of credit for this. Um, Literally a week before this match, he was in Japan tearing down the fucking house with Will Ospreay. And
1: then made a special guest appearance on a smaller Japan show. Came back and did this. He was the best part. He was the best one in this match. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, absolutely. Even the Bucks got some nice shit in with the, um, when he did that, that, like, Northern Light suplex. And then the last one was on, was the that? Triple the triple
0: Northern Light suplexes And it was on to the ladder. The third one was on the ladder. And he had some
1: dope kicks on.
0: Yeah. Their but kicks actually landed and they look good. As hard as I try sometimes, Ray Phoenix
1: is always going to be a dick sleeve to me. <laughs> <laughs> He, I just can't get behind him. Uh, we're going ha- to need a second word of the day. Dick sleeve. <laughs> Ray Phoenix. Because the one spot, bro, and I'm not even going to blame this on uh, Nick Jackson. He's up there standing there, and Ray Phoenix is the kind of guy, if you're going to do these flips, transition smoothly. He jumps to the top rope, and Nick has to like, or Matt, whichever one of these. I think teams, it was Nick. No, you're right. He has you're to right grab him. And then it it slowed the spot down. And even though the flip into the ladder was devastating because he landed right on his fucking ass bone.
0: He did. Legs and ass first. Yeah.
1: If he would have got up there smoother, boom, right into Hurricane Rana. Instead of standing there and trying to get his balance first. It's like, you fucking dick sleeve. This is why you don't flip so much.
0: Dick sleeve. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get past dick sleeve. That's what he is. You're right. Ray dick sleeve Phoenix. Wow. Wow. It's not quite Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, but I mean... <laughs> Definitely no Ricky the Dragon. <laughs> Definitely. Nobody in this match is the Steamboat. Ray the Dick Sleeve Phoenix. <laughs> That's his new name. Copyright that one ASAP. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the, the the spot of the match goes to Kenny Omega when, you know, they have the ladder wedged in, you know, hanging... How do you explain it's, it? You it's to, like...
1: On one of the rungs of the tall ladder, but it's wedged in across the middle rope, going across to the top rope, actually. Was it the top yeah, rope? Yeah, it was the top, because the spot before this one, Phoenix was holding the ladder, and it was pulling the top rope down, so Pentacle gave oh. him that fucking, that, like, pile driver.
0: That's right, he gave him the yeah, pile driver which, on the, um, I think it was a double underhook pile driver or something. The one they do where Phoenix jumps
1: from the top, but it, it was only him doing it from the ladder. Which is cool, but there's a lot to go wrong there. I, I feel like he was protected enough.
0: Yeah, I think he had his... I mean, this is a pause moment, so I'll say it first. Um, but I think he had his head protected enough between his legs where his head wasn't going to get, you know, touch the ladder or get or caught, gets in the ring. caught in or the rung. Was, but it yeah. was a dope spot, but
1: it wasn't the top rope. and <clears> That was on the top rope, no the, shit. The, the, the spot with Kenny Omega was spot of the match.
0: Oh, yeah. The, the one-winged angel that he gave to Ray Phoenix off that, you know, ladder... That they were standing on. I initially thought he was going to give that's him... What I ...through the fucking ladder. I was like, that's going to be a little much. The only thing that would have made that
1: better... Guy. ...was if there was a table on the bottom. But we already got a table spot... ...when Kenny flipped over and fucking landed... ...right on his yeah, back. Yeah, and
0: I didn't even know that table was there. Yeah, me neither. So again, I got to give credit to Kenny Omega. He's the one... ...after he, you know, hits the, the one-winged angel... ...off the ladder, onto Ray Phoenix... ...crashing down on the mat. He gets back on the ladder... ...and he takes all three titles down. New Trios champions... It's a fun match, fun main event. Saw this coming a mile away, but they made that main event entertaining. And again, Kenny Omega. If anyone that's listening did not see Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom. Do yourself a favor. Yeah, one, drop everything and fucking find it, all right? And two, when you find it and watch it, ask yourself if it's a good idea that anybody, anyone in that match has a wrestling match for the next couple weeks. Because those two beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. Let alone a few days later. Coming from Japan, which I'm sure there has to be some jet lag. Well, according to Hogan,
1: traveling back and forth to Japan adds an extra day on your year. So... Wow. You don't remember he said that? I I know, I know. So, traveling back and forth to Japan must be a fucking doozy. (laughs) If it adds a a, a day to the 365.
0: Please tell him that you're joking when you say that. I would hope they know I'm joking. Oh <laughs> well, you biggest never fucking, know that. Uh, some some out there's like Wait, I mean, like, uh, obviously if it comes from Hogan's mouth you can't Hulk Hogan had a date of the year. <laughs> he can do that, brother. <laughs> it's the kind of political thing. You haven't heard he
1: the Hulk Hogan's top fucking ten fibs in your life. Top ten. <laughs> well top you only 100? need to hear
0: ten, because you're not gonna make it to a hundred with the ridiculousness in this list. No. But we yeah, might have bro, to dedicate an entire episode to Hulk Hogan lies that might be our longest Prop, one props to yet. Kenny Omega
1: man he, he might be and I told you I said yo when he goes to Japan he shifts into another gear yeah he's a completely different person and another thing <laughs> if you watch this match and you watch his new Japan match with Will Osprey, you can see like th- this was great but he's a lot different in Japan as far as his body language and shit goes he doesn't do so many wacky faces and shit and he's just I don't know Maybe I saw a couple wacky me, faces, you know,
0: with Osprey, but I can I can stomach them just because it's like the action we're getting in the ring is second to none, you know, and to have that match with Osprey, which is a very 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 physical match, maybe a little more so on Osprey, so maybe that's why Kenny Omega could wrestle. Osprey after that. got his ass whooped. Osprey got an ass whooping. This was a solid fucking episode of. Uh... Dynamite. Yeah, all all the way through, we got three really good matches, and granted, it had, it had its bullshit. It's always going to. Raw always has its bullshit. SmackDown does. NXT, they've always had their own bullshit. I'm not gonna, you know, dismiss AEW for having one or two bullshit segments when most of the show was actually very watchable. We had three really solid matches. We had great mic work from MJF. We had a comeback and other and more. Great great mic work from adam cole pretty solid episode i'm actually looking forward yeah me too i want to see if they keep it going you know now we got adam cole back i don't know how soon they get him back in the ring i i you know i don't know where they what they do with kenny omega and the young bucks who they go to feud with i don't know what trio they go to feud with probably i don't even know maybe i mean Maybe Moxley, Claudio, and Wheeler Utah will need something to do. Yeah,
1: maybe. That that trio shit is kinda hard because you gotta have now you gotta have teams of three.
0: But they do. They have like twenty teams of three. Otherwise how. How many of them fucking matter though? The ones that have the titles. (laughs) Stunked you there. So and that's all I'm saying. Like I I can only get so excited for the trio's titles in the division, you know, who who the elite are gonna face next. So that is what it is but hey we're getting danielson matches on a weekly basis it it could be so much worse that was AEW dynamite when we get back we're not only going to talk about you know a little bit of raw and a little bit of smackdown but we are gonna obviously talk about the big elephant in the room vince mcmahon and now stephanie mcmahon is added or actually subtracted to the equation so a little more on that when we get back back up into the ring in just a moment or two for more exciting fucking action
1: so that was AEW, and now we're back with a little more on vinnie mac yeah um i just saw on my phone too that uh supposedly belief is that he's gonna be back on tv soon
0: and that I've, doesn't surprise me one bit.
1: I think you called like the. I could see him showing up at Royal Rumble for some reason. I don't know, but it, it's getting old with me at this point. Like,
0: so the big news since we uh, last came to you guys last week, um, I think the next big piece to fall was Stephanie McMahon. Just days later, speaking of Steph,
1: she just had surgery on her ankle. Right. And I don't I know what was wrong with her ankle, but she was fucked up. So, get well to the billion dollar princess.
0: Right. But with Stephanie McMahon, here's the thing: like she made it sound like she was resuming her um, leave of absence, which is what she, um, which is what she took three weeks before Vince McMahon retired and put her in position of. Power. I
1: understand it too because her and Triple H now have they have three daughters, one of which is actually training to be a wrestler at this point, and she wants to be more of a mother and at home with her kids. You can't blame her for that at all. So you believe that she really just decided to? Well, she was before. All right, I'm not buying it though. I, I think it had a lot to do with who the report came out that they were selling to also.
0: Right. And, and that's the thing. This was around the time where, I mean, for, I would say, at least one night or, you know, several hours, it was believed that WWE had closed in on a deal with Saudi Arabia of all fucking people. And, and
1: I want to talk about um, that for just a second, Rook. I don't mean to cut no, you No, no. Go ahead. And I don't care who's listening and might call me like, oh, you, you're too invested, Dude, when I saw that he was selling to Saudi Arabia, my heart dropped into my nutsack. And I was like, no way. And I was sitting at home when I got home from work. And I have a bunch of wrestlers, like, uh, theme songs that I fucking work out to. Hey, what wrestling fan doesn't? And to work out to. of all people's theme songs that came on, Hulk Hogan's came on. And I'm, I'm listening to it. And I kind of got in my feelings a little bit because I'm like, yo, this motherfucker just really sold all of this. To Saudi Arabia Like for me Wrestling is a part of American history You just sold a part of American history To Saudi Arabia To do whatever the fuck They want with it And I was kind of pissed off I'm not gonna lie I was kind of angry Because You gotta think about like for years, the whole thing with Saudi Arabia was that they treat women a certain way over there, right? That's just that, that,
0: like what they did to that fucking journalist. Yeah, they killed they, that journalist right around the time WWE
1: signed the deal. It, it's a lot different over there when they run the <laughs> No we'll shit. just say that. Yeah. And it makes you think, like, Stephanie McMahon was a catalyst in building the women's division we see
0: now. The last 10 years of women's she, wrestling.
1: She was the one that said, you know, they were all saying give divas a chance at first. And then they, she gave the all-women's pay-per-view. You got to think upon her hearing that Saudi was a, a strong possi- you know, possibility. She said, yeah,
0: my, my time here is over. That's what I'm saying, man. There's no way that she just decided. Because if you remember, when Vince McMahon came back, he said he's not going to touch management. He's not going to mess with them. And that yeah. meant Tony Khan, Stephanie, and Triple H. So then a week later, Tony Stephanie... Khan, you mean Nick Khan? Nick Khan. Jesus Christ. Tony Khan Christ. wishes he had
1: his fucking balls somewhere. Well, those, <laughs> rumors, those rumors came out too. Yeah, I saw that him and his pops, which... That'll be just as worse. We'll we'll get to
0: that in a little bit. But Saudi Arabia, that was the first rumor, was that WWE had been sold to Saudi Arabia and for, like, I would say at least a night or several hours. That had me in my feelings, bro. Right. I was just like, wow. And the thing is, I thought about, like, what you said, women's wrestling. What the hell does that mean to women's wrestling? Does it it go right back in the toilet? Yeah, imagine not being able to see Rhea come out. A it's man. not even... It's not just that.
1: It's, it's just the way they wrestle now. It's not just... <laughs> We're not going to see them doing 10, 15, 20-minute yeah. matches. We're it, not going to see get five them... five minutes and they'll be dressed like Kane. You're not... <laughs> the old school Kane.
0: With, with the whole body suit. Not right. even the one arm showing. The one hand showing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's going to turn right back into that. And they're going to be... They're not going to be headlining shows. All
1: the women will be luchadores. Here, you guys wear masks now. Like,
0: nah. And then the
1: next thing I thought of... Sami Zayn. Yeah, because he's part Syrian. He he, he, he doesn't can, make these trips. He can literally
0: get killed just going over there. Sami Zayn has gotten so over with this crowd in you the can't last just year. Kill that to sell. And it's part of your biggest storyline, your best storyline. He's one of your best guys all around, whether it's wrestling or on the stick as a character. Everything. Everything. Sami Zayn doesn't even go to Saudi Arabia for. You know, his life basically being threatened because of who he is and what he is. So if Saudi Arabia were to buy WWE, does that just say, oh, yeah, by the way, that bloodline storyline? Not anymore. We like
1: blood, but not the
0: bloodline. Yeah, and no, honestly, if so that would have happened, then Kevin Owens is leaving. And, and speaking of that. So, and it's not just going to be them. That's the bro, thing. If it's Saudi Arabia. i
1: that if, they, if that was a real thing, they'd be gone. There's going to be. There would be, there, would be a, there would be a lot of
0: people. There would be a lot of people. A lot. Mansoor,
1: WWE champion.
0: It's just damn, man, like, how far women's wrestling has come. And the fact that you're even contemplating this. That's why I was saying that. And the thing is, Saudi Arabia is believed to be, like, the one potential buyer that will grossly overpay. And Vince McMahon loves money more than anything. So, you know, it it quickly came out, I want to say, like, the next morning... I can't remember which day it was last week, that it was, was this morning. That it was like completely false is
1: the, and the that quote that we were. We were kind of laughing at the report, supposedly. But that's the thing about journalists, because I don't know if you saw a side note, something came out that Meltzer's reports are just strictly based off of emails he gets from some jerk off. Good for you, Could big those jerk offs be
0: named Matt and Nick Jackson?
1: Probably. <laughs> I, mean, I, I that's why I don't listen to reports until something concrete comes out. If I see WWE say we sold, then I'll believe it. Until right. then,
0: I'm I'm still going to wait back. I, I think we were just all vulnerable to the fact that Vince is back so soon, and it was very real Bro, what was about to I happen. I was
1: really in my feelings, like cursing at the air when I was... This motherfucker sold this shit. He really sold it. And, and to somebody that we have, no idea what they're going to do with it.
0: And again, if anyone's going to grossly overpay, it's going to be... It's them, because...
1: They have have the money. They have bottomless. They just paid fucking fucking Ronaldo like 200 million over two years to play for them for two years. 100 million a year? Some shit like that. To play soccer. They will overpay. (laughs) Believe me. Oh, that's. And and, and that's what scares me is that they have the money to do it. They have the money to make him go over there in the first place and do shows when they didn't know what the fuck WWE was because they asked for Yokozuna and the Warrior when they were long gone. (laughs) So you know they don't know wrestling like that. I just, I, honestly, I'm going to sit back. Well, not just and that. What's doing Where more. are the
0: shows going to be?
1: Yeah, right? Imagine they say no more. We'll do shows over here. Like, okay.
0: And the thing is, Vince McMahon, is, is he's of the belief that whoever he sells, sells it to... He's going
1: to let him control it.
0: And I've heard reports about how... A lot of buyers don't want anything to do with him. Right. Why wouldn't... And here's the thing. It has it probably has zero to do with creative. Because they're not fans like we are. It has everything to do with all the allegations. And I think some of it has to do with how he's fucking acting.
1: Like, he he literally blackmailed his way back into his own company. Nobody wants to buy a company with a guy who they gotta say, I wonder how this motherfucker's gonna swindle his way into owning this again somehow, maybe. Who the fuck knows? Vince McMahon has beaten the government, he's beaten God and Shawn Michaels, and now he's beat the allegations of these women. (laughs) Like, the dude's undefeated. So I'd be scared to buy off of him, too, if he still wants to be in control.
0: And, and if this, if Saudi didn't put a pit in your fucking stomach, then I know this did. It came out a couple days later that both Shad and Tony Khan Chill. are uh, throwing their names in the hat. That's just as bad as Sodi, because Tony Khan
1: can't even run one fucking wrestling. He can't, fucking. Even
0: rank, he can't even run Ring of Honor.
1: He bought Ring of Honor. Oh, let me get in on WWE too. Dude, you, you're going to go down as like the ruination of wrestling at that point. You and Vince go hand in hand. Because you yeah. don't know how to run your own company, just in case WWE goes to shit, people still got to be like, "Ah, oh, well, you know AEW." I I, I
0: don't disagree with you, I don't know. but I, I... <laughs> as part of me, and I don't want it to happen. Nah, no, no, but, but how you're showing? Are you aren't you the
1: slightest you. bit curious? No, <laughs> you're showing that half of you that's a fucking necky. Lex James no. is half necky.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine, like? Who, who would Tony Khan keep around? Would he keep Triple H around? Would he keep Stephanie around? He probably wouldn't keep Vince. I can see
1: Triple H punching Tony Khan right in his fucking mouth. Would Triple H even want to stick around? I don't think so. I think Triple H would try to buy Impact. What would Cody Rhodes think? What would William Regal think? And if Tony Khan... These guys Khan, just got the fuck he out. If WWE, guess who's going to be in charge backstage in some way? The Bucks and Kenny Omega, because they're his buddies. Fuck that. You want to talk about the beginning and the end... That's when I buy a front row ticket just to hop the barrier and punch one of them in the face and get my ass kicked by security. I'm done with wrestling, guys. I just need to get this out of my system. (laughs) Fuck that. I'm afraid who's going to buy it, period, bro. Because WCW was bought by Time Warner and all of that. And they wanted to turn Flair to Spartacus. And they Mm -hmm. fucked WCW up. They cut his hair. Yeah. Fuck that. I don't know why he couldn't. And then shave his head later on. Sit his old ass back home, be a billionaire, and let Triple H and Stephanie run it the way it's being run. He couldn't see it be successful without him. It's just like all the guys that came over from other companies. You're not my creation, so I'm going to use you, but not to the fullest. Right. Oh, the the crowd likes everything? Well, guess who's back? His song, No Chance, is a
0: real fucking thing. That's what you got. (laughs) The sad thing is if and when Vince makes his TV return, he's going to get a huge pop. And it's that alone yeah, is gonna reason. is gonna justify everything he's doing to himself. Because
1: there's too to many himself. people that that still think this is, you know, Vince McMahon who used to be on commentary and the same the Vince this, this ain't Mr. McMahon, you know, yeah, the same the
0: Vince McMahon that Stone Cold was no kicking th- th- the shit th- this out is of the every Vince Monday.
1: McMahon night. That you really want to see get the shit kicked out of him, yeah. I don't know. That, that term, old bastard, I think is starting to
0: fit. I'm, but I'm telling you, he's going to come out to a huge pop because of who he is. Yeah. He was coming out to huge pops when these allegations were coming out. If there was ever a time the to dude fucking The fucking
1: skipped off the steps as soon as he got
0: an allegation. And that's, and that's <gasps> how much he sold it. Yeah. He didn't give a rat's Again, ass. It's Vinnie Mac. He's and you know undefeated. what? You think those cheers didn't help? They helped a lot. So I'm just saying, it's he's, just going to justify how he, to himself, it's going to justify what
1: he's doing. There were reports that he's giving ideas backstage, but the final say is Triple H. Yeah, exactly. But, but
0: that's how it starts. Keep your fucking ideas That's how it starts. Away, he's already dude. making suggestions. He's, he's, and I'm I'm just you gonna honestly think he's going to be able to help himself? No, this I is I his don't, baby. I Come don't, on. I just don't want to speak it into it. As different. much as I can't stand the prick, if I'm putting myself in his shoes, there's no way... I'm not giving a little bit of creative input or trying to fucking At least give good it. ideas, though. Yeah, well, good luck with that.
1: Like, th- don't come and say, hey, can, can I give a, a, a little, you know, recommendation? And then, oh, how about you bring the 24-7-10? <laughs> I right? was just get about to say that. Get the fuck out of here. You can <laughs> jump in the can with him and we'll roll you out front. I was just about to say that. I'm, I'm just going to sit back, enjoy how good it is now, and see how it plays out. Let's get us to Mania. Can we at least get one more great WrestleMania season before you fuck it
0: up? Did you happen to see um, the meme? I think I saw this on Facebook, and I'm pretty sure I tagged you in it. Um, It was an image of Hulk Hogan from one of the video games, but instead of red and yellow, he was wearing green and white, and the shirt read Saudi Mania. And the caption read, I am a real Arabian, fight for the rights of only men. Yes. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. But... Uh, it, I mean, listen. Saudi mania is gonna be running that's wild, just, man. That, that's, that's
1: real life. How they are over there? Like they, they, you know, they run things a different way. Yeah, and that's why and the thing is, you're,
0: you're you're promoting this. You know, you're being progressive. We're 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 promoting women more. We're showcasing them. We're we're making them equal to the men. But we're about to sell to Saudi Arabia, where they're where they think women just a, you, students, know, you know a couple decades behind. Yeah.
1: It's just, and I'm
0: being really, you know, I'm being smart. No, you're not wrong. Well, they treat
1: women like shit over there. Say it. They treat them like shit. They do. They They do. Treat them like shit. They think they're just (laughs) servants. They think they're just. They're second class citizens. Yeah, you cannot sell a wrestling company where the women are literally now one of the biggest parts of the show. And
0: then all of a sudden, someone like Sasha Banks and Mercedes Monet doesn't look doesn't Doesn't look look too too bad. Stupid
1: for what she did. I mean, she's still a fucking idiot to me. But she did, with this, if you if you look at the fact she ain't that she might have known, yeah. I, again, just I'm just gonna sit thing. back and enjoy what we got now, and hopefully it goes away. Or if anything, at I, least I hope I, it doesn't blow up until after Mania.
0: I feel like NBC, I would be open to just because they've had such a long relationship with NBC. NBC owns Peacock, right? Right, and I would it goes way them. back. With Saturday Night Main Event, yeah, 80s they, they, and all that. They kind of know about wrestling. I think they wouldn't. So change. and here, well, I mean, look, I think a lot of it would come back to. I think we would see a lot of um, more Vince McMahon type of WWE if NBC were to be the the potential buyers. I, I but you know what? It's it's the devil we know. I, that's what I was gonna say, and I, I don't want to be that guy where it's like you know, is it the the fucking the giant douche or the turd sandwich? But yeah, yeah. I don't know which one I'm picking for the for the record, because they both are terrible options. But yeah, yeah it's, 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 you just it's go just, with the devil, you know. Devil it's like all right, know, I guess bro. we're back to this Vince. Because I could definitely see NBC give power to Vince McMahon, unless they are one of those buyers that are like, yeah, you know what? We're not touching Vince with a ten foot pole either. Honestly, if
1: I'm buying WWE, I'm gonna say, let me see the reaction of the fans.
0: You know. The internet, it has everything. I mean, Stephanie McMahon leaving cannot be a good sign.
1: No, it's not.
0: Because, you know, everyone in the back really liked working for Stephanie McMahon. And they were saying how when, you there was a lot of people sad
1: that she left. The the morale backstage when Vince left, like they said, yo, Triple H doesn't yell at us. Like Vince McMahon must have been a really shitty boss. He must have been that boss that sees you and just yells at you. But the thing
0: is, I don't know if he was that guy, but the thing is, when you're as successful as Vince McMahon, you can't tell him anything. You can't. And he can, you know, he has all the proof in the world. You read his fucking list of opponents that he's defeated in and out of the ring. Dude
1: won a Royal Rumble.
0: That too. And the title. I was thinking about more the U.S. government. Oh, yeah, outside the ring. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's undefeated against them. Well, that's what I'm saying. So
1: what, do you, what can you tell what Vince McMahon? What can you say to him? What can you tell Vince McMahon? Nothing. Exactly. And that's, so, th- that's one of the biggest problems that he doesn't have. Like I don't think Vince has an open mind for shit.
0: Triple H does. No, I think he has an open mind. I just think what he thinks is good is clearly not.
1: No, it's not.
0: At all. And after a while, he's just booked things that
1: are clearly My just for God, him. My God, I just got an like... Like, we might have to go back to seeing fucking Jerry DeJerichoff doing flips. What's his name? Is his name he's, Jerry or is it No, Reggie?
0: he's Scripps now in NXT. He's, uh, he's under he a mask. J-
1: to, to me, he's a jerk-off with the dreads that flips. Oh, he's under he's a jerk-off. Under a mask now. Shawn Michaels got the right idea. Also
0: flips, also still has dreadlocks, but he has a mask. Let's put this idiot under a mask. Same guy.
1: Yeah, I, I don't
0: know. So yeah, um... Vinnie S- Mac. Stephanie stepping down is not a good sign. Because, you know, we heard one week that, you know, Vince wasn't going to affect management. And then a week later, management is... Absolutely
1: affected. Now Nick Khan is the sole CEO, and I heard a report that he was meeting with the CEO of Disney, which is Bob Iger. I hope Disney doesn't buy it because then we're gonna get like all fucking cinematic matches on Disney Plus. Hey, come watch WrestleMania in Disneyland on a big
0: screen instead of an arena full of people in a ring. It's like do we go with Saudi and you know women's wrestling as we know it is never the same again, and a lot of people probably walk out because they refuse to work for you know work for Saudi Arabia or. Whatever that is. Um, or Disney just completely pussifies it even more than it already has been.
1: Hopefully The Rock and Nick Khan put together or, a team. Or, or fucking Tony Khan, for Christ's sake. Fuck Tony Khan. You know who I want to buy WWE? Fucking Uncle Steve. Imagine Steve Cohen buys WWE. Oh, I... I <laughs> he has the
0: money for it, bro. Well, you know what? How about he just focus on getting the Mets a fucking big bat? I don't want to get... Don't get me started on that. He just saved that. a lot of money on the Korea deal. No. He has $30 billion. That's... You're gonna fucking
1: penny pinch that. You're gonna get me started on no, shit that's what I'm completely he off has topic. Thirty billion dollars buy WWE. Uh,
0: let's hit, let him get the Mets a fucking World Series first. Now you're getting me hot. Because You're turning <laughs> this shit into the Mets. I don't want to talk about Correa. All right. Yeah. as he can, as long as he doesn't fucking sell to Uncle Saudi, then then I'm fine. Uncle Saudi, talk about reveling in what you are, an old bastard.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know Vince Go away.
0: Oh, he ain't going away. Neither is this. Did you see the
1: meme I sent you?
0: Which one was it? Where it was
1: uh, the part of Roman's promo when he was talking to Kevin Owens. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Go away and never come back. That's right. (laughs) It was like (laughs) wrestling fans to Vince. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. That's. Exactly.
0: Absolutely how I feel. Exactly. Yeah. And the sad thing is, this is gonna. I, I feel like this is going to be almost like a weekly segment now until there's it, a sale.
1: It is. It is. I just hope it ends with WWE staying with Triple H in charge. Well,
0: and- I heard something that, if anything, there, there would be a sale, I guess, by the summer. Maybe six months later. At least after WrestleMania, please. So, I don't know. Maybe the winner of the Money in the Bank is who buys WWE. Hey, who knows? I don't know, man. And that match would be between who? Tony Khan... Bob Iger, someone from Saudi Arabia. Tony Khan's not winning a fight you against th- anybody. You think Mansoor is going to represent Saudi Arabia in that ladder match? <laughs> Who else would be in that ladder match? Let's have a little fun with this. <laughs> to buy WWE? Let's, let's think of billionaires. Triple H is <laughs> in Fucking it. Fucking Elon Triple H Musk. is going to come Bro, out of
1: retirement for that Throw bitch. Elon Musk in there. Oh, God. All these rich billionaires. And then the last participant is Triple H, and he comes out and just
0: shoots on everybody. <laughs> Comes out with a real sledgehammer. <laughs> a real sledgehammer. <laughs> Fuck this! I'm saving wrestling. <laughs> I was about to say something horrible, and I'm not gonna say it. Save no, it after the show. <laughs> no, not even gonna edit it. Um,
1: <laughs> you do enough editing?
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Triple H coming out of retirement with his fucking heart on the line. Oh, god. If I can't win this, I don't deserve to be here. <laughs> so we're talking Triple H, Bob Iger, Tony Khan. We're going to put Mansoor because I don't know who else throw will Throw fucking Musk Sonia in Radio.
1: there. Elon Musk. And, and then throw just Are we, like, are we putting
0: see, Steve Cohen in the match?
1: Fuck it, throw Cohen in. We he can't he, climb a fucking he, ladder. He comes with Pete Alonso and says,
0: he's representing me. Then everybody's <laughs> getting fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Vince McMahon would fucking take it. He'd win it. And I'm selling it to me, damn it! It's mine again! You're all fired! <laughs> he does a great impression. <laughs> but,
1: speaking of that, bro, I thought about, like, what if Vince McMahon is trying to swindle his way into owning 100% of his company? That's a probably what this is! So that way he can buy whatever pussy he wants, and then he can... then. If I'm it's, if it's if still again, worried
0: about that Just open up a strip club
1: If it's private again Then you get to get A little more edgier Like you know Well
0: it's funny because not More to, edgier I sound like an idiot now More edgier Yeah That's, that's a, the fucking Term of the day <laughs> two, di- two words of the day And a term of the day um, Vince is a fucking Dick sleeve too Oh yeah dick he, dick He's dick acting sleeve. like one He's a sleeve that goes In the dick
1: After the guy Worked out in the gym Wow Yeah That's how bad it is It's a sweaty dick sleeve
0: Sweaty dick sleeve. <laughs> Gotta ring it out. Oh. So yeah, I'm sure we'll... Uh, and it's funny too, right? right real quick before we um, talk a little bit of Raw on SmackDown. Uh, but you even said how if Saudi Arabia, and you were even trying to keep the most open mind I think you've ever kept. It was like, well, if they do sell to Saudi Arabia, at least it would go private again. Yeah. But... but what do they do with that privacy? Yeah, man, that's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know, and it's, that, not, it's not like we're gonna be able to ever go to one of those fucking matches yeah, ever again, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I, I feel. You. I was trying to think. Yeah, you know, you, can't. There, you there can't. is. I feel like there is literally no redeeming quality about Saudi Arabia buying WWE. There's nothing that's like, yeah, but you know what? This could be good. Yeah, no, I there's not. I don't know. Unless I'm missing something, I don't know. You know. Um, yeah, I don't know. But again, I'm sure we'll. Uh, I'm sure this is gonna be a talking point. For the next few episodes, at least. For a while. Probably longer than that. Probably the whole fucking year. Yeah. <laughs> if we're gonna be honest. And yeah, Stephanie McMahon stepping down while all this is happening is definitely big news. You know? Especially when you considered Saudi Arabia was a potential buyer. Again, like, obviously that's not gonna sit well with Stephanie. So, uh, yeah. I wasn't buying that whole, um, you know, resuming my leave of absence. You showed no signs of wanting to do that until Vince got there. And there were even reports of, you know, Triple H and Stephanie not, you know, kind of butting heads with Vince before the retirement.
1: Of course. Why would they, like, why would you not butt heads with him? Fucking guy just, like, he goes away for a few months and we're like, oh my, he just said it's time for me to retire. He pulled a Mark Henry on us. (laughs) Yeah, he did. And then World's Strongest Slams the fuck out of us in the middle of the ring. I'm back. Can I get an I'm back, damn it? I'm back, damn I'm it. Back, damn it. <laughs> one day you got to get into a position <laughs> where you can fire somebody. And when they fuck up at work, you got to hit them with the I don't want to
0: fire anybody. <laughs> <laughs> got to channel my inner Vince. Maybe I'll let you fire me from the podcast one day. All right. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to, you know, take a break on that Vince McMahon stuff. We're gonna get into Raw, man. We will come
1: back when you when we
0: him a little. you know, we're not gonna take a break. We're just gonna keep this shit rolling. Yeah. We're just taking a break from the Vince McMahon stuff. This is gonna be one full segment. So Monday Night Raw, um, obviously the, uh, the talk the talk of Monday Night Raw was Dominic Mysterio and um, his uh, I guess is his new character. He, he, honestly, he's,
1: it's growing on me. I'm not gonna lie.
0: This fucking guy's character work is a lot better it than is. I thought it would be. He, it's it's ridiculous and it's meant to be because. Okay, you know, he's he's acting, you know, all hard and shit. Like, he's a criminal. He's, you know, this fucking ex-convict. man. you know, they keep saying how he only spent, like, a couple hours in That's a holding That's the funniest part about forever. it. Um, and, you know, he comes out with the fucking purple bandana covering his face. He looks like something out of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Did you watch this promo? I did. I, I sat through most of Miz TV because I had to see it for myself. I see the tattoo fucking tear on his eye.
1: The point where I lost it? was when uh, Priest was like, yo, tell him about that guy that you shared his cell with, right? (laughs) And Dominic goes, so I'm in my cell where I stayed, on my bunk where I slept. (laughs) And he said I heard, something like I heard my cellmate say he wanted to punch a hole in my face. So I climbed down and slapped him so hard he woke up and that was that. And then the Miz was like, my source is telling me you only spent a couple hours in county jail. <laughs> Bro, I almost fucking pissed myself. Because the way he described it was like, you can tell he's act, he's trying to act tough because he's like, in my cell, where I stayed. Right. Remember that? On my bunk, where I slept. Remember that too?
0: <laughs> it's just funny as shit. And, and, and I don't movies. just to fast forward real quick to SmackDown. Rey Mysterio is cutting a promo, you know, and he's talking about this whole thing with, with with um with Dominic. He says, you know, as he's like, I came to SmackDown as, you know, for a fresh start. And, you know, to see how Dominic is acting, you know, I think he said something like as a wrestler, or as uh, something, he's like, as a father, it makes me sad to see him acting like this. As a man, I'm tired of oh, this shit. I'm waiting for Ray to
1: it's gonna happen, but I'm waiting for him to really hand that ass whoop. Right,
0: and that led to uh you know, um, a pr- that led to Carrying Cross coming out and that set up their feud, um, which I believe is gonna be a TV feud, and I I think that'll be pretty fun to watch as yeah. far as Karrion Cross and Ray Mysterio. But we all know this has to be leading to a match at WrestleMania. I believe their paths are definitely gonna cross in the Royal Rumble because Ray Mysterio did announce himself for the Rumble before he got choked up by Karrion I Karrion Kross. I think
1: Carrying Cross is being allowed to dig into his old gimmick too. Yeah. With the card, leaving the card, and the suit and shit. He needs to shave his head, though. Because part of that whole look is the fact that he looked like... I think it's Agent 47 from The Assassin.
0: He dressed like him. Dressed, or the Hitman and, or something like that. Uh, yeah, the,
1: the Hitman, yeah. whatever the fuck the game is. I right, don't play video right. game games. Like nah, that. Yeah, I'm not like but that. But you gotta be... like I think he's much more of a, of like a bad-looking motherfucker with a skinhead. I, I, don't, I don't know. The hair just doesn't... The hair doesn't bother me. It did that one man. It don't bother. It's just the character he's trying to portray... Kind of needs to have a short haircut. At least a fade, maybe. I, I get what you're saying. But Cross is... I, I'm behind him. I've been behind him when he first came. And you know what Vince did. And that's why we're not so happy about him coming back. Yeah. But let's see. But this whole Dominic shit, it led to that turmoil
0: match on, on Raw. The tag team it's turmoil. Good, dude. And Judgment Day, they, they, they went the, the distance. Table. They ran the table. They ran the table. They became the new tag champions. Did you catch... Did you catch this? It's only for the Raw tag titles. Did you catch that? No. Okay. I heard they might be... Here's my theory. Here's my theory. You see how the bloodline keep coming to Raw the last few weeks, fucking shit up, beating the shit out of people backstage, coming out, you know, putting someone through a table, destroying the set, whatever. Just... Pierce has had to come out and other wrestlers are volunteering. They're lining up to fucking face them even though they're losing their matches against them. Dolph Ziggler lost his match to Solo Sokoa. you, You know, Whatever. This might be a way to get the Raw titles off of the Usos and Roman. It might be. Because yeah, this is this is a the right. way they're going to split them up. Because of how they're acting. When they get to Raw, they're coming in there and they're fucking shit up. They're all unruly and all that shit. Yeah. So they're going to get punished by like, you know what? Yo, your titles are coming with us. Stay the fuck on SmackDown. Yeah. That's how I could see it. And I, re- I was reading something that... That could probably lead, that could probably happen after the Rumble, or maybe after Elimination Chamber, whereas the finals, they're going to have like a tournament. Okay. They'll hold a tournament, and the finals would be at WrestleMania oh. to crown the new WWE champion. So if that's going to be the case, Rock's winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Because then you and Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins can meet in the
1: finals, yeah. night one main event. And, and you, keep, you keep Cody out of the Rumble. Period.
0: Don't don't put him in if he's not gonna win it. I and that I agree with. So these next couple weeks, we're we're gonna fucking get an answer one way or yeah. another. We're so. gonna get. We're gonna know if Rock is coming back. We're gonna know if Cody's gonna either a be in the rumble and win it or not be in it at all. This
1: is a very interesting time because
0: I'm with you on that. If Cody's in that rumble and doesn't win,
1: what the fuck are we doing? Well, it's Batista all over again. I don't think that people will turn on a Rock the way they did Batista,
0: but it's still like people want Cody to the, come back to something. And they and can- you know what. I feel like they're playing a dangerous game by betting on that. They're the ro- He's the rock. They're not going to turn on the rock. Yeah, you can't bet
1: on that. You just don't have Cody in the Rumble at all. Don't have him in the
0: Rumble at all. Here, here's the thing. Cody is going to be in the Rumble because so? Seth Rollins is in the Rumble. Maybe on they eliminate each other on Raw. We we got announcements of Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory, all entering the mm-hmm. Royal Rumble. So that's what I'm thinking. If Maybe. Cody is in the Rumble, because, yeah, Cody said he's done with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins didn't say he's done with Cody. Maybe they're both in and Cody gets eliminated by Seth. Maybe it's on some bullshit. Maybe yeah. it's after he eliminates
1: Seth. Who knows? It's interesting. It's really so interesting.
0: they could get away with that. I feel like if that's how they go about it and, you know, Cody's in the Rumble without winning it and The Rock wins it, I think that's a forgivable way of going about it. yeah. Seth throwing him out, setting it up. Because here it is. Seth Rollins at the moment is a face. Is he not? Yeah, he He is. He definitely is. That's how you turn him back heel. Yeah. That's how you turn him back heel. That's how you turn him back heel. Because I'll be damned if he's a baby face going up against Cody Rhodes. No. Can't be. You can't have two baby faces in that. But again, that's how, not to cut you off, but that's how, um, like, again, if you didn't notice. The Judgment Day is getting their match against the Usos. When I don't know, but it's only for the Raw tag. Back fans. to that match, did you notice they used the freebird rule? That's right, because Finn Balor, Finn Balor was selling a rib injury,
1: and fucking Dominic won the match.
0: Yeah, because uh, Finn was selling a rib injury, and Adam Pearce was basically saying the only way this, you guys can you know continue this match without forfeiting is if Dominic fills in. And the Priest wrestled over an owl. Damn, that match went on that he, long. Yeah, no they,
1: were, they, they ran the table. Priest, I didn't even realize he got that, high yeah. praise. The Judgment Day so period got high praise. So they, they beat team. who? They
0: beat Gallison and Anderson, Gallus and
1: Anderson, the Street Profits, Otis and Gable, Otis and Gable, and there was one more team in there. Why am I forgetting it? So, uh, so am I. It wasn't Street Profits right. were the last team. Street Profits was the last, which. Yo, Dawkins, he did a flip. He did like a fucking tope outside and landed on his feet right in front of the
0: announcer. He is getting, he's gotten a lot better. I forgot
1: who the last team was that they fought. But the
0: last team they fought was Street oh, no, the last So team. there I was somewhere I mean, like in the, the middle. Yeah. Still- there was someone in the middle that we completely forgot. I know Gallus and Anderson were the first team. I, I get a kick out of how
1: when the the Judgment Day wins in like a dirty way, fucking Finn's just cracking up and dying like yeah. pointing his finger. That, to me, that is just good heel shit.
0: And apparently... We should be expecting an Edge comeback soon too, because yeah. they got to finish that feud. Supposedly, Edge and Finn might have a Hell in a
1: Cell match. I'm See, not sure about I, that. I feel like with two weeks left, how the hell do you build? Yeah, that? you don't build that. You got to save that for a, a, a longer build. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know. Like I also I heard feel Finn like... might win Money in the Bank, though. He's one of the names being thrown out there. Well, that's
0: interesting. And you know what? If Triple H still has control over creative, that would make a if lot of sense. If Money in the
1: Bank is in the UK. Oh, shit, that's
0: right. And Ireland Finn is winning. not that
1: far. Finn winning is going to get a pop from that crowd you like know a what? motherfucker. That's a great
0: point. So, uh, but it's interesting. We got to see. No, nah, that's, you know what? That's something to, uh, to definitely remember. Um, I like that, actually. I like
1: the Freebird rule,
0: too. But with Finn and the whole thing with Edge, they got to tie that shit up soon. I don't know if they get a Hell in a Cell match at the Rumble with two weeks left to sell that. Yeah, that's um, not long enough to
1: build up to that. You
0: know, and I, and I feel like we're definitely going to get a mixed tag somewhere down the line with Beth Phoenix and Rhea involved. Because Rhea Ripley tried taking her fucking head off. So they got to pay that off. And that might be in Montreal for Elimination Chamber. And if that's the case, great, because I would love to see what the fuck he got in store for Edge at WrestleMania. And I hope it's better than, you know, what you did with him and AJ last year. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with that. But yeah, that's just my theory of what's going to happen with the titles, the Raw Tag titles in the WWE. Maybe they do the same to Roman, too. Like, hey, you can't, you're not around to keep, you know, keep these guys in, in, in contempt or whatever. Then your fucking title's coming with me, too. We don't want. Forfeited? We don't want any of you. On Raw.
1: That's a way to keep Roman safe. He still hasn't been pinned. It's just he couldn't keep his boys in the control so that he's
0: forced to... And force he's never around on. to do it anyway. Yeah. Even if he... Even for all we know, he's probably sending them, We'll let whatever. you keep the one that you have, the, the one that you yeah. always had. Stay on SmackDown. All of you, stay on SmackDown. You're not, Yeah, you're not my problem no more. Stay over there. But the only thing that doesn't make sense about it is Adam Pearce runs both Raw and SmackDown. So, you would think... Yeah, You, you would get like, another person to run the other I'd show. i like to
1: get somebody to run the other show. Right, and I don't doing. know,
0: like... Regardless of where Adam Pierce would go, I don't think it matters. Like, you just keep him on one yeah, show Pierce and get someone else. He's the other. good. You just get somebody else for SmackDown. Yeah, because it's just like, all right, I don't want you on SmackDown where I also have to deal with you, too. Now, I get it. Different roster dealing with different people. Well, maybe Pierce comes out and he's like,
1: I deal with you enough on SmackDown. You're all fraud. Give me your titles. Because I'm not going to deal with you on
0: two right. shows. Right, it would just make more sense if there was a second. Yeah, authority I, figure. I would
1: like. I'm with you. I would like them to get a second. And
0: not version. Sonya Deville. No, like I'm saying, somebody, another babyface authority. figure. Yeah,
1: somebody who that like people can get behind and and that is is very fair. That, yeah, they, you know, they not trust, oh, yeah. I'm going to put you in a match where you're fighting five people for the title, but it's just you and it's a handicap.
0: And party. it's you're the Undertaker a, player. Yeah, like give us somebody who's fair and runs. A tight ship. Nah, I feel you. But uh that was raw. Um SmackDown had again ca- it started off with a hell of a match and it was capped off with great storytelling from a match we've seen a thousand times but it never gets old. The first match, of course, I'm talking about Braun Strowman getting his IC title shot against the best Gunther. match Strowman's had in his career. In his career? I, th- I think so. Wow, my f- I that's I mean, yeah. I mean, j- what other match did he have? Who would he fight
1: that? His match with Brock was pretty much a slugfest.
0: Okay, so I'll say the best match of his career as far as like his performance, it's that fatal four way from SummerSlam. Where it was him, Brock, Roman, and Joe. Alright, so I I guess he showed on one match of his. But, career. yeah, if we're going like typical one on one, traditional yeah, match. He, he looked good. I, I mean, Gunther definitely carried. Without a doubt.
1: But, and by the way, his name is not Gunther anymore, it's Big Goont. The, the, the Big Goont. The Big Goont. Or the Big Gunt. Oh, <laughs> However you want to say it. <laughs> big gun. But he, he carried to me... Well, is, I mean, he's that good. He's the ring general for th- th- This was a good hard-hitting match. Strowman looked good. He didn't
0: look like a fucking big gun. Uh, not as big of a... And dude, you know just, what? They didn't make... I almost called him Walter. They didn't make Gunther look like a, a chicken shit in this match either. Like they which, did for the weeks leading up to it. Which was very puzzling. Because if, if he didn't act like that in the match, then why did he act like that yeah. in the build? Strowman um,
1: didn't come out with his fucking... Bright red pants that make everything on the screen look
0: weird. Yeah, he got white pants. Though. Yeah. He looks like Andrade's pants. Just He's still wearing jeggings either way. Yeah. It's just like, dude, come on. He's got big legs, but pretty sure almost every pair of jeans to him is a fucking pair of leggings. But here's the thing. Again, I like how this match ended I think it's just how previous Gunther matches have ended leading up to this. Yeah, you finish Strowman off with a powerbomb after other people kicked out of it. Not right. just other people, but guys half the fucking size. Yeah, like Ricochet kicked out of the powerbomb. Kofi Kingston kicked out of it. And Ricochet. Yeah, two small guys. But it's but, enough to put you Ron know Ron Strowman down. Damn
1: near big show size guy is done. Right. Uh, it's, it's puzzling booking.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But again... I'm glad Gunther got as the as clean as win. He got the clean win. And I think that, you know, I, I know that made me feel a little better because I, I know a few weeks ago I was a little worried that they were actually going to feed this fucking guy to Braun Strowman. And it had everything to do with making him look like a chicken shit heel. I think I think is
1: going to, I think, you know, the big Gunt's going to lose that title to Sheamus. You think so? I think so because Sheamus had posted something that 2023 is the year that I win that intercontinental title
0: All and right. so here's here's my idea i i it just kind of came to me with gunther um well first off he mentioned that he's going into the royal rumble right after the match yes. so awesome the, the rumble's already looking stacked bobby lashley awesome theory seth Rollins, gunther but here's what i like to see because he got Drew and Sheamus now, they're calling themselves the Banger Brothers. I don't know if you the Banger Bros. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah,
1: that, that's a, clearly a play on. And they're well
0: aware of what bang that Bros, sounds like. Yeah, porn <laughs> funny they start coming out in the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, um, but yeah. So here's the thing. I feel like because the the rumor was that Gunther is supposed to face Brock Lesnar at mes- uh, WrestleMania too, soon. Here's, Way
1: too soon. here's what you do.
0: Here's what you do. Brock and Bobby, part three, WrestleMania. You can build that in the Royal Rumble, Brock being a surprise entrant. And a legit surprise entrant. Not fucking announce him or anything. Brock comes out with Bobby's wrecking shit. Comes to fuck uh, Bobby Lashley's chances up. They eliminate each other. You can build that to Mania. The rubber match. I like it. Gunther, I say triple threat match for the Intercontinental title. Defending against Sheamus and Drew. Gunther doesn't get pinned. Right. There you go, even better. Keep Big Gun strong. Sheamus can pin Drew. Drew, I think, could take that. Sheamus gets the Intercontinental title. Yeah, Gunther's protected. I like that Gunther doesn't get pinned. Gunther gets protected. I would like to see Gunther actually win that match, but if if he is gonna lose, I I, I can I can live with that. I would I would much rather see Gunther win that match. As much as I I like Sheamus. I'd rather see Gunther hold on to the IC title. I want to see him break fucking honky-tonk man's record. The fact that that jerk-off has held on to that record for that long. He had the
1: longest running intercontinental Champion. Championship. Stop time, man.
0: Let, let, how about, you know, time for a new record holder in that department? And Gunther's my fucking candidate. So, you know what? But if Sheamus were to win like that, fine. But I'd much rather see Gunther win that. But that's my idea for WrestleMania. Makes more sense for everyone involved. No, I'm with you on that. I, I fully agree. So, did you catch the Bray Wyatt promo?
1: Yeah, I did. Okay. He went, he went, he he channeled his inner, like, swamp guy. I like this promo. I always like Bray Wyatt's promos. I always do. It's just, this is the first one that makes you think, like, okay, now we're on to something.
0: Yeah, sometimes they tend to be, you know, just talking in circles, and then they get interrupted, and you never get to the point. This one was just kind of getting to the point where being like, you know, L.A. Knight has no idea what he's in store for. Finally. Um, You know, and... It, again and it's funny because I think LA Knight described the match um, I can't remember if it was on an interview or a podcast or whatever but he was saying how he believes it's going to be like a street fight in the dark and I think that's what you were saying yeah like something like that I don't know I mean that sounds pretty fucking dangerous where a lot can go wrong but uh, we'll see I think Uncle Howdy made an appearance on Raw with Alexa Bliss um, he did he, it was a stupid segment but he, he did well, he came out and a lot of them have been that's gotta be tied in somehow eventually like Bray Wyatt hasn't even made an appearance on Raw let alone been on the same screen with Alexa Bliss but Uncle Howdy has been on screen with both of them he's getting the uh the band back together Uncle Howdy Uncle he's getting the band back together What's the fucking Blues Brothers <laughs> who else is he gonna get he's gonna get Eric Rowan maybe I, I wouldn't he's not that, I think he's a free agent isn't he I think so
1: I wouldn't mind seeing Rowan come back and... and Yo, and it's weird. I tagged you on something. It was uh, something WWE put on their page. It said, Monsters love cake. And it's a a video backstage of Strowman not saying nothing, grabbing a piece of chocolate cake and walking away. And Huskis always had chocolate cake around his mouth. Maybe I'm just putting (laughs) things together, but Strowman has no direction now because he's done with Gunther. Maybe... Uncle Howdy comes out during the Strowman thing, and Strowman is like, what the fuck is going on? Like, First off, Uncle, of howdy, Uncle
0: howdy Braun Strowman segment, I don't know if I can take that. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> too much stupid involved. I don't know if I can take that. But, but, yo, for real.
1: Say Bray gets a stable, and it ends up being Bo as Uncle Howdy, Bray as himself and The Fiend. Alexa as the little weird fucking witch she was. Abigail. Bray as uh, Braun as Huskis You know, all of his characters in yeah, the yeah. Funhouse came to life. It would make sense. I, I'm, I'm interested to see where
0: it goes because well, Bray I, Wyatt
1: has you like that. I
0: thought I read something that uh, apparently the plans for WrestleMania are Bray Wyatt versus Uncle Howdy. So that, really? that could be... Hey, I didn't see that. Maybe, I don't know. <sighs> I mean, I don't know what to think about that.
1: That's the thing you got to see where it goes. Bray Wyatt, I'm I'm willing, I'm still willing to give it a chance because Bray Wyatt is just that good in what he does.
0: Just gotta see where it goes yeah, because yeah, he it can be just, wacky. Sometimes it gets really fucking. Triple Hokey H says Bray
1: Wyatt is that guy that's so creative that you have to, you know, put a rock down on him to slow him down right. sometimes.
0: So we'll see where that goes. Um, this was one of the better promos and it was short and sweet. And I believe there was a QR code that was flashed and you know in the middle of all this. Was and, it? um if you didn't catch it, it was a picture of the Fiend in the Firefly Funhouse. Like, just like a, a face Oh, I, I didn't catch the... Shot.
1: I, I want to see the Fiend back. That character was fucking dope.
0: I, I would like to see the Fiend come back, too. Um, I don't know how you do it. That's, the thing is with Bray Wyatt, not to, you know, stay on this topic, but the thing is with Bray Wyatt, um, most, if not all, do not come out looking any better after feuding with Bray Wyatt. Seth Rollins was in fucking limbo. Before he found the, mid, the, the Monday Night Messiah. Yeah. And the thing is, the Monday Night Messiah gimmick wasn't even all that. It's just all we had because there weren't any fucking fans to watch in the crowd. Because yeah, this was in the middle of the is... pandemic. But when Seth Rollins started acting, you know, outlandish and over the top is Boy, when he ridiculous started. Ridiculous
1: suits and shit.
0: Right. He started really uh, getting over. But the feud with The Fiend did him absolutely no favors. Especially goodness. that horrendous fucking hell in a cell they had. It might be one of the worst matches of all time. That's bad. So, again, like, yeah, like, who really came out looking better after feuding with The Fiend? No one. Can Randy Orton, because he won the feud? Or are we just happy to see him move on to something else? Goldberg, because he won the title off The Fiend? (laughs) No one's ever happy to see Goldberg, so you can't even say that. Yeah. That left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. So it's like, you gotta really be careful who you put Bray Wyatt with and how you book this, you know, this feud. I don't know if that's necessarily a knock on him. It's just something, it's, it's just it's there. Just, that's his it's track fact. record. It's a fact. So he, he, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people when he came back were like, oh, we got to do him and Roman. And I might have had that idea of, uh, initially, but it's like, yeah, no. Not right now. Not any, not, you know, yeah, it might be cool down the line, but it's like right now with all the Uncle Howdy shit we're seeing. Yeah. I don't want Roman anywhere. Roman to get lost in that. I don't want him anywhere near that shit. Me neither. Anywhere near it. Because that would be so stupid. Speaking of Roman, well, what, what, what happened next on SmackDown? Was so, it... Kevin Owens and Sami
1: Zayn, the main event. That Fight Forever chant they get? Yeah. Yeah, that's,
0: that's one time I actually get down with that chant. Yeah, that, um, that's one time that I can say, you know what? Yes, you
1: two do fight forever. I,
0: I just feel like, dude, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, these guys have been working together and they've been best friends for over 20 years and they've been through different promotions, different iterations of they're their the, they like
1: the new age edge and Christian they can be tag team partners or they
0: can be but to opponents. me these guys can have a match on every show every week and steal it and it won't get old no it won't it won't all. get old um whether owens is the baby face and zane is the heel or vice versa because it, it started out with kevin owens is the heel and that was like you know the one that was how the wwe fans were introduced to the feud um, and it was pretty much how it was from the start, anyway. I think in, in Ring of Honor, because Kevin Steen was definitely a heel. Yeah, he's Ring he... of Honor. But now we're seeing it with Kevin Owens as the face and Sami Zayn as the heel. And the thing is, this match, you know, again, it's just like any other Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn match. It's it's fucking great. The storytelling is is second to none. Owens pulled out that fucking
1: dope weight. like it's like a fucking perfect plex off the second rope. The superplex, he but he's on the other time. side. Yeah,
0: yeah, he only does that with a, with a few. Which people. I like. What I love about this, the very end, and again, this match is, you know, as great as the in ring action always is. Storytelling is second to none. And Sami Zayn, he's gearing up for a Haluva kick. And the thing is, before this match, Paul Heyman made it clear to Sami Zayn that he's all on his own tonight. There are no Usos, there are no uh Solo Sokoa. Obviously, Roman ain't there. So Usain is like, no, like, you know, we want you to do this on your own, and, you know, Get the job done by yourself. And now Usos us. interfere anyway. Yeah, right when Sami Zayn's gearing up to kick his head off. Usos jump in, start wailing on Kevin Owens, and Sammy, you can see, he looks, he's like, yo, what the hell? He's like, I'm trying to prove myself here. And you see him trying to explain himself to both Jimmy and Jay while Solo is out there also wailing away on Kevin Owens. He's and... coming into his own. Solo is just taking off. Yeah. You know, they, they, um, while the Usos are, while Sami Zayn's trying to reason with the Usos and be like, hey, I'm I'm trying to prove myself. What are you guys doing? I had it won. Solo is giving Kevin Owens a Was Samoan you spike. You said
1: it. I hope he starts using this. And he's taping his thumb now, too. Yep. So that's fucking sick.
0: Yes. So he uses a Samoan spike on Kevin Owens, lays him out on the table, and Sami Zayn is just watching this all unfold, standing side by side with the Usos as Solo Sokoa runs from the barricade Onto the table comes crashing down a big Samoan. Umaga shit, yeah, j- just like Umaga, mirror yeah. image, comes crashing down on Kevin Owens. Great visual, you know. Smackdown ends with an awesome sight. You see the bloodline putting up the one. Sami Zayn, the look on his face is just that of uncertainty, just not knowing what now, the hell to think did of you what see happened. The thing
1: I tagged you in. A lot of people are saying it's just Kevin Owens trying to let them know he's all right, and it could be that, but. It could be. We could be well looking could be. into it a little more than maybe we should, look but maybe not looking into it too much. But I think him grabbing Sammy's leg and holding on, Sammy's like, "Damn, he's he, like, is he asking me for help?" I think that's gonna lead into the turn.
0: And did you also notice Jimmy Uso appears to have his eyes on it? Really? Yes. You can see Kevin Owens hanging on to Sami Zayn's boot it while is, you know, good, while Sami Zayn is posing with yeah. the, the Bloodline, putting the ones up. And you could see clearly Jimmy Uso is looking down while he has his one up. You could see he sees Kevin Owens hanging on to Sammy's boot. Yeah. and the look on Sammy's face, he, he says he, it all. He's he's so torn. He's very conflicted. So like torn. I said in,
1: in the War Games match, he was gonna be the one that had to be conflicted to take Kevin Owens out. Right now, the more they kick Kevin Owens' ass, he's like, "Fuck, this is my fucking best friend, dude." Right, like, I know who these guys and, are, and, but and, shit. And
0: the thing is, the you know. The greatness of this story is that it's not just with the bloodline. This is a Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn story. Because yeah. going back, Kevin Owens, how many times has he turned on Sami Zayn? How many shitty things on WWE TV has he done? He came out oh, in his he, debut and fucking... The dude won the title <laughs> and he fucking powerbombed
1: him on the apron after, right? Didn't yeah. Didn't he win an NXT title and he get his back crushed on the apron? Right after.
0: After <laughs> Kevin yeah. Owens to celebrate with him, he put him Imagine on his Imagine the pop.
1: They're gonna get at Mania when they fucking pin the Usos. I'm not even
0: thinking that far ahead. Imagine the pop when they start working together. In the, right, because and here's the thing: it's gonna be a slow. It's gonna be a little bit here and there. It's, it, we're gonna get the bloodline turning on Sammy. When this happens, I don't know. I was, this I, is I gonna happen it, after the Rumble.
1: The foot, I think, is a right. big thing.
0: This the turn is gonna happen after the Rumble because I believe, and what I've heard, is gonna be Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns for the for in both titles. In elimination chamber, yes. Which,
1: with Sami Zayn being from
0: Canada, every near he's from fall. Montreal.
1: Is he's he, not just he's from, from Canada. He's from Montreal.
0: Yes, I thought he was from like Toronto. No, or dude, he's from Montreal. Dude, every knee fall is gonna get an orgasm. That the match, it, I feel like they're stupid if they don't do that match because that has match of the year written all over. Yeah, that that is wow. Imagine the environment. All right, so that's gonna happen, and I feel like. Even by then, you don't necessarily have to put KO with Sami Zayn right then and there. No, nah, I want. I want. S- Sami's got to go up against the bloodline on his own. Yeah, and I want KO to be. Maybe the he comes guy in for the save later. Him, you know. Maybe he comes in for the save at a later episode of Raw or SmackDown, and then that's gonna get like you know when like he'll come in for the save and Sami's not really buying. He's like, "Fuck that, we're still not cool." How about this? Eventually, when the two of them embrace and they realize, like you know, we see. The two of them actually embrace and be like, all right, you know what? We're officially fucking teaming up and we're taking these motherfuckers' tag titles. How
1: about this? A little play on the old how they reunited DX angle. Mm-hmm. Maybe the bloodline whoops Kevin Owens' ass so bad that he gets written off TV for uh, a little bit with an Zed-Zade injury. Is then White. they turn, all of that happens, and then as they're about to kick his ass... KO hits like Shawn Michaels did when he threw the guy out the fucking thing, and then Shawn Michaels walked out and the crowd went nuts. He helped Triple H against the Spirit Squad. I th-
0: I like that idea. I think he got the roles reversed though. I think Sammy Zayn has to be Shawn Michaels in that, not Kevin Owens. You, you know think Kevin I mean? Owens gets his ass kicked yes. and then Sami Zayn if comes Sammy Zayn? Sammy comes to his rescue. Either way, that would be Sammy a coming to, do to his rescue officially teams them up. Yeah,
1: because Sami Zayn already. I, got I love
0: I love your idea. I just reverse the roles.
1: Sami Zayn
0: and Shawn Michaels coming to Kevin Owens'
1: rescue yeah. just like Triple H needed the help. Because Sami Zayn already got turned on at this point. Right. So now he sees them kicking his friend's ass and he's like, fuck this shit. You that know
0: crowd wow. would erupt. Yeah. That is how you end Holy an episode of SmackDown shit. leading to WrestleMania. Yeah. Shit. What the Fuck. We're booking fucking WrestleMania. Somebody hire us. We're booking WrestleMania <laughs> season for you guys. So if anything like this happens, you know where you heard it first. Just saying. You man. damn right. But uh, yeah, that's our, um, that's our episode for the week. Next week, um, we are going to be talking about Monday Night Raw, 30th anniversary right. coming up. That's next week. So we got some lists for you, and we're going to have a watch-along. I had an idea of what I wanted as the watch along, but it's not going to work because of ads. So I'm pretty I'm pissed thinking off.
1: You, you were thinking that John, John Cena Shawn Michaels match?
0: I was thinking that first, and then I was thinking Bret Hart and 123 Kid, and sadly that has a couple fucking commercials does in it? the middle of it, and I'm just not feeling and it. And
1: that, that Shawn Michaels and John Cena match might have ads it's in it. It's definitely going to have ads in it. It's a long match.
0: It's an hour long, so it does. So we got to
1: look through that list of romance. I,
0: I have an idea, but I got a list of. You know the greatest matches in Monday Night Raw's history, the greatest superstars in Monday Night Raw history, and the greatest moments. Get ready for some Alex James lists. Hey, well, according to our plays, and you they like, they them. like them so. Uh, like and them. hey, I, I got to say, um, speaking of you know episodes like that, our 2022 episode is um, thanks to you guys it's become our second highest played episode. So um, want to definitely give you guys a shout out. Whoever's out there listening, that uh, may have been, may have caught on a little late to our uh, to our ride here, you know. Stick around, enjoy the ride. It's
1: kind of good they caught on late because the first few episodes sounded a little rough. Yeah, I mean, there's (laughs) a lot
0: of shit going on now, too. So there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to, you know, sink our teeth into and dissect. We're going to be
1: coming at you with some new ideas that we've
0: been brainstorming for shows, too. Just stick around. Like I said, as long as there's some shit to talk about. And trust me, as soon as 2023 happened, uh, Vince McMahon himself gave us plenty. Yeah. Whether you're aware or not, be sure to follow us on Instagram at V underscore wrestling underscore high. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Uh, Mike, any last thoughts? I do, actually. What's that? It's been a while. AEW. Keep fucking
1: putting good shit on TV Keep so I can watch your show. Keep it up. Keep it up. That's, that's my final thought. You never thought you'd hear that.
0: Right? I don't even want them to. Look, I'm not saying, hey, be better than WWE no, because don't, that's. Don't worry
1: about WWE. Be you. Be AEW. Yeah when i watch your show i want to watch something okay let let me (laughs) i'm gonna pull a fucking rewind here yeah be you be the last two weeks of you yes be the last two weeks (laughs) the last two weeks version of you i don't want to watch your show and see wwe all over again that's not the point you gotta be good in your own way just leave the fucking circus quiffs at home show us real wrestlers
0: like i said since 2023 I, I like what i've seen from aew and um i hope it continues hopefully man. i'm, I'm not rooting you. against them i'm not rooting against them i'm rooting for them and I do wanna...
1: something with ring of honor to, to
0: fuck. yeah well i think uh there is gonna be a ring of honor Supercard pay-per-view in the near future i think in march um i'm not sure if any matches have been made though so uh there is that any anyway. final thoughts turned into a lot of you know oh, got a lot on your mind
1: yeah i guess i'll save it for next week
0: too. there you go But for Mikey Bravo, this is Lex James. We will come at you as raw as we've ever come at you next week. So we'll see you then.